Welcome to the Unpolished MBA podcast and our special holiday series called Unpolished Gold, Mining for Talent in Transition, where we uncover the hidden gems of the professional world this holiday season. What really excites me is when I have an opportunity to solve problems and be creative at the same time. I mean, one one of the things that I really did love about being in a startup was the fact that there was variety. Oh, I think I'm ready. Thank you. I'm really excited to do this. And thanks for the opportunity, Monique. Yeah, of course. This is fun for me because I get a chance to engage with people in a different way where we're able to bring out just where they want to go next. A lot of times, what this podcast does is it talks to people about where they are now. This might sound kind of cheesy, but I actually, I'm genuinely excited. Like one of my favorite movies growing up was actually Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, you know, you know, he goes in there, he's in the jungle, he has no idea what he's going to find in that temple. And and then he ends up finding, like, you know, he goes all the way in. And that's actually sort of the way I feel about this whole search. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to find, but I'm excited. Like, I feel like this tingle, like there's something out there and it's just a matter of finding it. I love that. So, Melanie, we're going to hop right in and start getting the Unpolished MBA audience comfortable with you, letting them know a little bit more about you personally and professionally. And so I want to point everybody to your awesome LinkedIn profile, which really gives a good breakdown of things that you've done, but it mentions something about kind of just who you are. So one of the statements on there is that you have an engineer's mind, a teacher's heart, and a gardener's hands. So I want to dig into that. It actually ties very deeply into, I've discovered over time that 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 is my identity, that I am, the reason that I put that in there is because I feel like I, I straddle this world between the left and right sides of the brain, and I always have, and it didn't click to me until years later that. I think I've always been that way. And it's now that I, you know, over time and I've, I've looked back at the things I've done and the times in my career when I've been the most happy and the most impactful is when I leaned into work that had me straddling that line. I guess the memory that I think of the most that kind of captures this is when I was a junior at MIT, right? So I, I was in my junior year, it was like towards the end of the year and then I'm at my desk and on one side of my desk, I have the worst, worst grades I ever on an exam. And I barely passed the thing. So I'm looking oh. at that. But on the other side of my desk, I've got a $300 check and an award for first place in MIT's writing competition. So again, I'm like straddling this world here because like I thought, I thought, okay, I just, this is a really bad grade. But you know what? I actually was totally at peace with it because the reason I got that bad grade was because I got so obsessed with this theater class where I had to write and produce a play from start to like come up with mm-hmm. the, the the script and actually act it out, get actors, create it. And I got so obsessed with that, like finding the right prop, the right background music with what is going to connect with the audience that I didn't spend enough time studying for that exam. <laughs> I realize now, like you could look at that and say, well, then Basically, you could say, well, you shouldn't have been an engineer, then you should have been a playwright. But I actually enjoy both types of work, but the kind of work that gets me the most has something to do with building human connection and tapping into emotion to achieve results. So uh, that that basically 
when I look at that moment where I, I'm here, I am like kind of straddling the the two worlds. I realized that uh, everything that I've done where I was having to solve a problem, but I also had to somehow find the right way to connect with an audience, whether it was a classroom or whether it was maybe some stakeholder in a meeting trying to convince them of something like tapping into the emotion and the story behind it. That's the kind of work that really gets me buzzing inside. Well, you know, with engineers, you and I are both engineers. Most people don't realize that we have a creative side that we're actually really interested in and really good at that we kind of just take for granted. It's always something that's like, wow, but you're an engineer. Why are you creative? Well, they kind of go hand in hand. No, they definitely do. And the, the times when I have been able to find an outlet for the creative part that also helps me just be more effective overall. And I just gravitate towards opportunities to to tap that side of my brain. If a, if a client is having trouble, like understanding how our product works, I actually love the challenge. Like maybe how can I help them see this and you know, maybe try it from this angle? And that's where the whole storytelling and trying different angles and sometimes even making it playful comes in. I just, I, I love doing that kind of problem solving work where I'm trying to be creative to get someone to understand a technical product. So that's where that statement, a teacher's heart comes in, right? When I think about that, the best way to reach a student is to actually understand the student and know what they care about and look at things through their eyes. Because with if you don't understand where a, a student is coming from, you may talk until you're blue in the face, but they will never grasp what it is that you're trying to convey. You need to, you need to approach it from, from their point of view. So there's a way that you actually have to connect to their heart and to what drives them. And I don't think it's any different when you are in tech or you're in tech sales and you're trying to understand what is the problem that this prospect has and um, try to approach it from that direction. Because again, you're trying to establish a connection and know that this person feels heard. So then you can then continue with how can we solve this problem? Is it possible that, that this problem that you're having can be resolved with this product? So Melanie, your background and your previous experience in the tech world, tell me a little bit about that. And then also if you plan to continue to pursue that. I just wrapped up almost two and a half years at SimTrain, which is an AI-powered um, tech startup. And what SimTrain does is it automates role play training and coaching. And the role that I played there, when I joined, I was employee number seven, and we were looking to just grow as much as we could. And in the time that I was there, We've actually quadrupled the logos that we're working with. We've built out a process for delivering services, become more clear in our positioning. And I was a part of all that. You know, it was just very rewarding to be a part of that early figuring out of what we're doing. That company was in the training and, and coaching vertical of the tech world. What are you looking to do moving forward? I would actually love to experience a different vertical. I did enjoy that, but I'm drawn to a vertical where I'd experience something different. I've been looking at med tech, senior tech, restaurant and retail tech, something where I can see the my work, the end user who benefits is actually just everyday Janes and Joes living their lives, just their mm -hmm. everyday lives. Yeah, you know, one of the ones you mentioned about age tech or senior tech, that is a 
big one that is really making a lot of noise right now because, you know, if you're lucky enough, you get to age, but then your needs change entirely. So what what's drawing you to that particular vertical? Just out of all of them, I chose that one, right? So what's yeah, drawing no, you to that one? There's definitely a few things that are drawing me to that. One is like my own parents are aging and I can see that for some of these advances, they require a certain level of tech savviness and so serving in the role that where you can be the bridge that helps someone actually improve their lives and they're, they might normally be scared of tech or they might not know how to do something, but being that person or being part of a team that helps that older person actually avail themselves of technology to improve their lives. I, I just find that really gratifying. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I was the bridge that helped make that happen because I, I'm able to straddle that world between the creative and the technical side. Like I, I, I love being able to reach out and make someone who's scared of something, make them see it's not scary. In fact, one of the, the, one of the most rewarding things that I did when I was back when I was a teacher is we would have this program every year called Grand Friends Day. And the school would always ask me to lead the event where all of the grandparents of the students who come in, they'd pile into uh, the community area. And then I would lead them through an experience. Like I was, I was leading this engineering workshop for kindergartners and I would lead them through that. And just seeing their eyes light up and just connecting them with that and telling them that this is what your grandchildren are doing and they're learning about engineering. I, I just loved it. I, I could actually picture my own grandparents. They're both gone now, but I could picture my own grandparents enjoying the experience. I would love to work for a company that is somehow making someone's grandma's life better or grandpa. And like, I could be part of that knowing that my work is helping that. Mm -hmm. Just really satisfying to me to, to to think of that. Yeah, that one and the other one you mentioned with health tech. I mean, it's just very impactful on people's lives, on people's everyday lives. You literally can change their standard of living. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's why that like anything I, I think of anyone who is is suffering or somehow they are they are like facing some kind of problem with their health or, or just the way they live. And like I said, the more it's relatable it is and the more that I can see it being just someone who lives near you it's like your, mm -hmm. or even your own family, the, the more compelling it is to me. You bring humanity to it all, which is incredible. And I had a friend actually tell me a couple of weeks ago, he just said, you know what you do? He goes, you bring the whole human touch to tech. When he said that, it all just came together because like those those words are, I think, capture what, the way I've been feeling and, and they just came out so beautifully. And I said, if you don't mind, I'm going to just take that because actually I, I, that describes what makes me happy and where I think I can contribute the most to this world. When I look at all the things that I've, all the kinds of projects where I've just basically lost track of what I was doing and then the end result was just, uh, you know, it was really helpful to people. I, I can see where my impact would be is if there is a company that has a product or, and they're having trouble with adoption because the end users just don't, they don't quite understand how to use it. They know that this can help them, but it's not translating. There is a need to make it either easier to use or somehow message it better. And so I would love to be that person who goes in there and helps build that bridge so that they finally are able to grasp exactly how to use this product and the value that it can give them. Since you are 
really a pro at feeding into other people. I want you to just share what you think some folks that are in the same position as you right now in career transition. What are some things that you would advise them to do right now? Number one thing that I would say, so I, I, you know, you, as you see on my LinkedIn profile, I say add the human to touch to tech. I, I love creative problem solving, but I also love storytelling. So one of the things that I have been very deliberate about ever since I put the sign up saying, hey, I'm actually now looking is I am actually striving to demonstrate that just in the way that I'm present every day on social media, on LinkedIn, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I definitely get fired up when I when I see anything related to solving problems creatively, using channeling storytelling, try, connecting with people, like understanding how people think so that you can communicate with them better during the sales process, or even once you've sold it, like helping them implement your process. I've been making sure that when people post on LinkedIn and there's something around that, I participate in the conversation so that they don't just look at my profile and say, well, she says she does this. I actually live that way and I show up that way. I'm true to what I say I care about. Engagement for sure on LinkedIn is huge. I think a lot of people sit by and watch everybody else. And that is not enough at this stage, right? There's a lot of talented people out there. And people need to know you exist. And that's why I'm so I'm so thankful that this platform exists for people to meet those brilliant voices and talented people like yourself. So, Melanie, we're going to go to the final rapid fire round. And this is where I'm just going to ask you some quick questions and tell me the first thing that comes to mind for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Favorite book. Range by David Epstein. I just, I, I love how he talks about how taking different perspectives from somewhere else and just transplanting it. First of all, I'm obsessed with analogies and metaphors. I just, I, I see so much power in them. And, and he talks about how that kind of thinking can drive like incredible breakthroughs. One tech tool you can't live without. That's it's I can't live without Spotify. What about Spotify keeps you in a chokehold? Um, it really, it drives my mood. Like if I want to get in a certain mood, I just find the right playlist on Spotify and it gets mm -hmm. me where I need to go. So I mean, there's just such a strong connection between music and, and your psyche. Mm -hmm. And it's been, and so that's, that's one of my go-to tools. Thank you for sharing with us today. And for more details or for folks to connect with you, what's the best place to reach you? I'd say the single best place is to find me on LinkedIn and um, you can send me a direct message there. All right. Well, we're going to have links to that in the show notes. And folks, make sure you reach out to Melanie. Melanie, I want to thank you once again. And I want to tell you, please have a happy holiday season. Thank you. You too, Monique. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, this episode is part of our holiday 2023 special series called Unpolished Gold. It's a curated collection of conversations and insights designed to highlight career professionals 
navigating transitions, and experts with a wealth of knowledge to share. So as the year winds down, it's the perfect time to reassess, rebrand, and reinvigorate your career aspirations, remembering that every challenge is an opportunity in disguise, and every transition is a doorway to new possibilities. Stay tuned for our next episode, and if you'd like to be a guest during a special series running through New Year's 2024, go to unpolishedmba.com forward slash gold. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with anyone who might benefit from these insightful discussions. Here's to uncovering and celebrating the unpolished gems within us all. Happy Holidays!